So my name is Caitlin Crawford. I'm a sophomore here at the University of Iowa, and I'm majoring in health promotion. And it's my pleasure to speak with Nancy Clark. Um, so for the first question, for those of you who don't know you or kind of what you do, how would you introduce yourself? I would say that I specialize in nutrition for exercise. I'm a registered dietitian. I went to college at Simmons College here in Boston, where I got my undergraduate degree in nutrition. Then I did a dietetic internship at Mass General Hospital, worked for a bit, went back to grad school, and got my master's in nutrition with an emphasis on exercise physiology, and then started really trying to make a job out of a sport, becoming a sports nutritionist. And at that time, people were just on the seafood diet. They saw it, they ate it, and athletes didn't care. But now people realize that what you eat affects how you perform. And so my job is to help people win with good nutrition. And some people are ordinary mortals, and some people are Olympians. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what inspired you to pursue a career in nutrition? I got inspired by personal interests. Certainly, I love the outdoors. I love hiking and biking and skiing and and um, just being outdoors and, and enjoying nature. But I also was had been doing a lot of workshops with coaches. I my one of my first jobs is working with um, educators, doing nutrition education, and I do workshops for coaches. and And I realized that I I need to know a little bit more about how nutrition and exercise connect. So that's when I um, saw that there was a need for nutrition education, for sports nutrition education, and I was just able to follow my passion. And if you're starting your own business, you have to really love what you do because you spend a lot of time getting things off the ground. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Um, so this might go along with that, is that most Americans do have access to both nutrition information and healthy food choices, but... A lot of times we eat the wrong things, and America is faced with an obesity crisis and a health crisis. A lot of people aren't very healthy. So from your professional standpoint, um, what would you say is wrong with us, and why do you think we make those choices to not be as healthy as we know we should be? I'd say one of the main reasons why people make the wrong choices is because they get too hungry. Mm -hmm. In America, the, the attitude toward food is, oh, food is fattening, and I don't have time to eat anyway, so if I skip a meal, I'll get thinner, I'll save some calories, and everything will be great. Well, actually, what happens is when people skip a meal, they get too hungry, and when you're too hungry, you tend to crave sweets and fats and Cinnabons and Big Macs and pizza with double cheese. And there's a lot of, you know, fast food that's available for everybody to eat just right around the corner. So when I'm counseling my clients, I focus on the importance of preventing hunger. Because if you prevent yourself from getting too hungry, then you're more likely to make the right choices. I know when I get too hungry, it's like, I know I should eat an apple, but I don't want an apple. I want apple pie. <laughs> And if I get too hungry, I know I should have carrots, but I don't want carrots. I want carrot cake. Yeah. So, so by preventing hunger, then uh, people are able to make better food choices. And I, I think that that's a real important um, part of helping to manage the obesity problem. All these people that are on a diet blow the diet. Mm -hmm. And to know that hunger is physiological. They'll never win the war against hunger. They'll just end up, you know, blowing it and getting too fat. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> 
athletes, um, or yeah, um, we all know that what we eat affects our physical performance. Um, during our adolescent development, um, have you seen any evidence that what we eat during specific growth areas or like at certain ages in development affect our health or performance later in life? I would say that certainly eating patterns get established. And I talked with one woman who was probably 28, 29, and she just lived on, you know, burgers and French fries. I, I said, did you ever, you know, learn to eat vegetables and fruits? And she goes, no, I just always ate fast food as a kid. And, and that's sort of like what she ate now. She never grew out of her, you know, kid-like eating practices. Uh, certainly also lack of nutrition effects. I work a lot with people that have eating disorders. And, and if you take young girls that are amenorrheic and well, eating too few calories and suffering with anorexia and become amenorrheic, that that can impact on their bone density, their future bone density, and also their future ability possibly to conceive babies. You know, even once they start menstruating again. So that, yes, food certainly affects our health. And it can also go in terms of the obvious of heart disease, diabetes, cancer, high blood pressure, and all of those diseases of aging that are really diseases of inactivity and overnutrition. Okay. And then you kind of mentioned this at the beginning, but for like being a college student and like being in our 20s, early 20s, I know a lot of my friends will go out and like eat pizza and kind of eat the fast food stuff. And so would you, I, I don't want to say advice, but like what kind of message would you give to kind of us as young people in college getting ready to be adults? I would say that um, food works. It, it matters. If you're, if you're an athlete and you're, trying to fuel your muscles on double bacon cheeseburgers, those high fat, high protein foods will fill your stomach, but they won't refuel your muscles. So for athletes, certainly, you know, fatty fast foods are not the option, but any person can go to a fast food place today and get quality food. They can get a food that fits into a sports diet. And you can go to McDonald's now and you can get oatmeal for breakfast. You can go to, um, KFC and get, you know, a grilled chicken sandwich so that there are options there that are healthful and appropriate for active people, sports diets, as well as for people that want to be healthy. And again, it comes back to if you skip breakfast, don't have much lunch, and then you're heading into the fast food place, you just see all the greasy and the gooey, and that's when things go awry. So, the issue is how do you manage fast food is not to deny yourself or deprive yourself, but how do you manage it, balance it in, make the better food choices? Okay. Um, so athletics and athletes often strive for physical like perfection in what they do and their sport. So as nutritionist, how do you make the change of helping uh, that kind of professional athlete who will do anything to improve their performance to that of a normal person, so to speak, who might not be that motivated. So are you looking at people that have gotten too carried away with their nutrition, eating too healthfully or? Um, 
you're looking at the eating disordered athlete, the compulsive exerciser, or are you? Um, it's just kind of like you have the athletes on this hand that will kind of do everything that you say. They just want to do, they just want to get better. So they'll do anything. Mm-hmm. So how do you make the transition as to helping someone that isn't an athlete and isn't quite as motivated to improve themselves? Ah, okay. Um, everybody feels better when they eat better so that I treat everybody like an athlete because people want to have more energy, to have less body fat, to feel good, to be able to get through the day without crashing or needing a nap. And it doesn't matter if you're athletic or not. These are just good benefits that come along with eating well. So when I'm counseling clients that are kind of on the junk food diet, what I encourage them to do is do an experiment where they just experiment with having you know, a bigger breakfast and a better lunch and having a planned you know, snack in the afternoon and just seeing how their energy is, if they have greater stamina, greater endurance, if they think better, if they're in a better mood. Um, and again, I try to get out of that, that mindset that, oh, food is fattening, I don't have time to eat anyway, I'll just skip a meal because that's what really leads to a lot of troubles with, as I mentioned, with eating the wrong foods, but also just in terms of energy lags. And when you're lagging on energy because you haven't had enough fuel, then we all know that like, you know, Red Bull and (sighs) all these, uh, you know, energy drinks are are quite popular. Yeah. So you kind of motivate through like self-motivation? Yeah. So when you eat well, you feel better. Mm -hmm. And so you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Uh, It feels really good to make the right choices. And again, you don't have to have a perfect diet to have a good diet. So I don't expect college kids to have this perfect diet, but I also don't expect athletes to have a perfect diet either. Mm-hmm. But you want a diet that's good enough. And so you have a sandwich, and if you want to have a cookie afterwards, you know, that can be balanced in. And you know, if you know, once a week you end up going to a fast food place and having some burger and fries, that can be balanced in. But you have to look at the whole day. There's not one food that's good or bad. It's the whole diet. And I look at nutrition by not so much the meal or the day, but by the week and the month and the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so my next question kind of fits in with that is that do you believe in like superfoods that can alter your health just by that one food alone? Like, do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of marketing these days yeah. of these superfoods. I think there's a super diet yeah. more so than a superfood. Just take, for example, oranges are a great food. Um, and some people might say, oh, oranges are a superfood. Mm-hmm. But a diet that's all oranges is a very unbalanced diet. Mm-hmm. So you need to have a variety of other foods to give the, the nutrients that are missing from the orange. So I would look at a super diet more than a super food. And one of the things that I talk to my clients about is just encouraging them to have more. I have a list of my top 20 sports foods. What are the best foods to have, the best fruits, the best vegetables, and so that they can have more of the best and then hopefully less of the rest. Okay. I like that saying. <laughs> um, so do you believe in like brain food then where like a certain food nourishes your brain more than others do? I think that calories nourish your brain. Your brain eats the sugar that's in your blood, your blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So if you have low blood sugar, 
and you're dragging and not concentrating, that certainly affects your brain. But if you were to have a banana or a bowl of cereal or a you know, turkey sandwich, then you'd be able to observe that, oh, my brain thinks better now. So yes, hungry, you can't feed, teach hungry children, you, and you can't teach hungry students, um, so that the brain does function much, much better when it is properly fueled. But I don't think that there's a specific, one specific brain food. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in athletics, it, all, it often seems like the only way to beat out the competition is to use some kind of performance enhancers. Um, do you believe that it's possible to have kind of maxed out our natural physical abilities? And can we even get better, faster, stronger than we are now without that extra chemical help? I would say that athletic performance is probably 90% genetic based. And the, the person who wins is the person that wins with good genetics, good nutrition, and hard work. I'm not even convinced that, you know, performance enhancing drugs are going to, you know, compensate for lack of hard work and a poor diet. But it's, it's unfortunate that in today's athletics, you know, um, there are all these ergogenic aids that um, can detract from the whole scene. But I've seen a lot of athletes that excel with proper fueling. And, and so often the ones that don't pay attention to the diet are the ones that look outside of the box. Oh, let me look at this pill or that protein supplement. Whereas, no, let's look at breakfast. <clears throat> let's look at lunch. Let's look at what have you eaten before you exercise. Have you fueled up, fueled during, refueled properly? And so many athletes that come to me looking for some special magic pill uh, leave my office knowing, oh, wow, you know, food can make a big difference. Maybe I better pay attention to my meals and my snacks, not so much that supplement or powder. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a little bit off topic, but as a nutritionist, like, do you kind of always follow your own rules? And with that being said, like, what did you have for breakfast today? Oh, I do follow my rules because I don't have any rules. My <laughs> rules are balance, moderation, mm -hmm. um, so today I have what I usually have, and I take some raw oats and some another dry cereal like some bran flakes or um, grape nuts or another cereal of my choice, and some dried blueberries and a banana, and put on some milk and some sprinkle it with slivered almonds. So I have a portfolio of hearty <laughs> foods, yeah, and that just starts my day great. But if I'm in a pancake day or a French toast day. I will have pancakes and enjoy them because, you know, some days you just need a hug from food, but it doesn't mean that I overeat them and have 18 pancakes when, you know, three will do the job. So I, I really look at, at moderation as a key, not at denial, not at deprivation, not as having a perfect diet, but having a good enough diet and one that's enjoyable. You know, in my book, the E in eating stands for enjoyment. And I've learned to like the foods that make me feel good, that make me perform well, and that help me be at my best. Okay. Sounds good. Um, what is your guiltiest food pleasure? I say I don't feel guilty about eating much of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, um, 
I'd say, you know, chocolate chip cookies are yummy mm -hmm. and brownie sundaes are really good too, yeah. but that they don't instill guilt in me. Oh. I just enjoy them, you know, if, if the occasion arises. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I have one more question, final question. Um, as a nutritionist, what event has impacted your life the most? As a nutritionist, what event has impacted my life? Um, my professional life? Um, or my teachings to others? Maybe something that happened in your professional life that has kind of changed or affected your life, like as a human being and like as one person to another. Okay. Um, I can remember when I was doing my internship in dietetics at National Hospital and I spent a rotation in the ICU, in the intensive care unit. Mm -hmm. And there was this really young man there that had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of looked at him and was like, oh man, I mean, he's not very old. And, yeah, and yeah. what was he eating? And, mm -hmm. and that, you know, health is so fragile. We can't take it for granted. But also, it inspired me to want to live my life healthier, but also to help other people live a healthier life. You know, so often, we don't appreciate what we have until we don't have it. And I think that seeing this young person very sick and scared um, kind of made an, an impression on me that, you know, we, that food does matter, exercise does matter, it is important. None of us are bulletproof. And, and I hope that I can inspire others to care, to take care of their bodies and, and, and to be able to live a, a full and healthy life. Okay. That was great. Um, so that's all my questions. Well, this is fun. Yeah. You know, you ask, you ask good questions. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it was great anything to talk else, to you. Anything else you want to add or are you all set? Um, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything else that I have. I want to, I want to thank you too, Nancy. Um, we, I sure appreciate your time. Yeah, no, this is, this is a pleasure. And I'd, I'd say for students that are thinking of go, about going into nutrition, that it's a, it's a wonderful field. There are a lot of different avenues that they can explore. And they just want to follow their passion. Um, if it's a topic that's of interest to them and they want to work with football players, if they want to work with people that are overweight, you know, to be a dietitian and a personal trainer or a dietitian and a coach is a really great combination. So that there are lots of opportunities. And probably a good website to check out for sports nutrition opportunities is um, – www.scan, S-C-A-N-D-P-G.org. SCAN is the Sports and Cardiovascular Nutrition Dietary Practice Group, DPG.org, um, of the American Dietetic Association. And they have lots of information on um, sports nutrition and what sports nutritionists do and how to become one. And I'd certainly encourage any students that are thinking about this to explore it a little bit. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome.